Hey friend, so today we're going to talk about the post-holiday slump. So if you're feeling like you're coming off of the Christmas high and you're feeling a little bit drained or kind of physically and emotionally spent from either all of the events and celebrations or you're just kind of feeling exhausted or maybe feeling a little bit all over the place, if you're feeling a little bit more anxious or on edge maybe with your family, if you feel like you're a little bit in this dysregulated state, then we're going to help you get more grounded. This time can just bring so many different emotions. And maybe you're even feeling a little bit of that end of the pressure to finish strong or kick off the New Year strong with New Year's resolutions and everything planned out with all your goals figured out, just ready to go and start off on the right foot. And maybe it's leaving you feeling a little bit stressed or, or kind of all over the place or just in like a weird place emotionally. And so we're going to chat about how to manage this and what to do when we're feeling either that kind of buildup of the emotional fatigue that comes after having this time off of being out of our routine of all of the holiday events and, and maybe the cheeriness gone and feeling like it's easy to dwell on a beautiful Christmas time being over. And so we're going to chat about what to do when we experience the post-holiday blues. And this can be a range of different emotions, but definitely feelings of any sadness or anxiety. And now coming back into our real life. And how do we come back actually feeling refreshed in the beginning of the new year? How do we come back into this new year ready to focus, ready to get after our goals, ready to start off strong when oftentimes we are truly recovering from maybe our feeling like we have to take a vacation after our vacation sometimes or recovering from the intensity of the emotions and the craziness of the holiday season. I'm going to give you 10 tips and tools to feel more grounded as you go into this new year. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So I was not originally planning to do this episode. But this was really born out of what I was experiencing this morning. And we were lucky in that we, we kind of we stayed home and had a little bit more of a relaxed Christmas than we've had in the past uh, because we just moved here to our you know recent duty station um, at Fort Hood, Texas. And we're still getting settled in, so we weren't going to go visit family anywhere. Um, Tim came here. He's not stationed with me, but he came here to spend time with us. And so we really just went to church multiple times over the course of like the three days leading up to Christmas and Christmas itself. We did a couple little events here and there. We enjoyed the lights um, nearby, but really we just enjoyed the time together. And it was a little bit slower of a Christmas than it has been in the past, um, oftentimes with extended family. But we did over the last couple days, we took a two day trip over to San Antonio and we I am not even kidding. It felt like it was we were there for like a week because we packed so much into a two-day period of time uh, between SeaWorld and all the Christmas events there, between going to the Children's Museum, which is always, you know, overstimulating to begin with. It's amazing for the kids, but it's it's a lot going on. Botanical Gardens and a light show. We went to a beautiful park and walked around for a long time. We had some yummy food, and we had such a wonderful time, and it was amazing. But today I was noticing I was in this weird funk in the morning. And so I definitely know that after those really intense times of emotion or, or like where we're hard charging, doing, doing, doing with a lot of different activities and a lot of stimulation, this can hit even harder. So 
this is the case whether we had a beautiful Christmas, whether we had a stressful Christmas, whether we had a disappointing Christmas, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. We're probably experiencing some of these intense emotions and the lingering impacts of the stress maybe that our body was carrying even, um, even if we, we felt like we we're in a good place in our mental and emotional health. And so a lot of the symptoms we might be experiencing during this time is similar to what we'd experience if we were going through a bout of anxiety or depression. It could be insomnia, low energy, being more irritable than usual, having difficulty concentrating, or feeling anxious or just feeling blah, you know? And for me, I definitely felt like this morning I was just like not quite feeling like myself when I woke up and I was like, okay, I really need to take some time in prayer and also just emotionally regulate myself. And so, you know, whether we're navigating difficult, you know, maybe drama between family or difficult family dynamics or relationships or just so many pressures and expectations and events even that are filling our schedules and our to-do lists around the holidays, it can be easy for us to feel very drained afterwards, no matter what. And many of us, especially if we're around a lot of people and a lot of different social events, we're going to feel like we have to kind of arm ourselves during this holiday period as like a coping mechanism in some ways. And in addition to that, we probably aren't sleeping as much as usual. We're out of our normal routine. We are probably not eating as healthy as we normally would. And so there's so many factors that are, are not necessarily going for us in terms of even just the impacts on our, our body and our mental health as well. And so if you're feeling like you're in this kind of a funk and you're like, I'm having trouble motivating myself. I'm just not feeling great. I'm, I'm feeling some of these things too. Then this is for you. So I'm going to go through 10 tips today really where to begin when you're feeling this way and this is really what I, what I did throughout the day today as I kind of ease back into a little bit of work as I ease back into like looking at my to-do list and kind of getting getting reoriented again in all the things of regular life um, now that we're getting through the first kind of round of the holiday season so number one is prayer my friend, we always need to start here, and I know it's not necessarily natural when we feel like we've got so many things on our plate or on our mind or whatever it is that are weighing on us, but we have to always bring that to the Lord first because when we surrender those anxieties, those worries, a to-do list, whatever it may be, to God, we can become grounded in Him. And we have to remember he cares for you, your marriage, your sweet family, your calling, your finances, so many things. He cares for all of that even more than you do. And, and same thing with me, and he wants to provide for us. So oftentimes we come into those things that we feel like we have to do or those things we have to worry about or whatever it is, our family, um, any of these things, we come into it with this feeling like we have to have this tight grip of control over it. So I just encourage you, unclench those fists, have those hard conversations with God. Like, what are you afraid of? Why do you feel like you have to control so much? What are you worried about? Cast your fears and anxieties upon him because he cares for you. He truly does. And he will help you to trust in him. So ask for more trust in those places that you're having a hard time having faith. Or maybe you're, you're looking at where you are or this year or what's up ahead and you're having trouble trusting in his timing or his plan, whether he will provide any of Just enter that, that prayer time with an open mind and be ready to listen to wherever the Lord wants to move within your life and within your heart. And how he wants to help you to also filter out those things that are weighing on you that you're never meant to carry. Even those things on your to-do list that you feel obligated to do. Maybe he's like, no, this is not for you. And he wants to give you something different or he wants you to focus on something different. And so if we ground ourselves in prayer first, we will always be able to then have that flow into our priorities. And keep first things first and keep the hierarchy of what we're spending our time and energy on both our, our actual time but also our, our mental and emotional bandwidth um, we get to focus on the things that God wants us to focus on and not all the things that the world is pulling us towards 
So very practical note, ground yourself in the word. Have a morning routine where you are really entering into scripture in some way, shape, or form, whether it's reading a devotional that includes scripture, whether it's reading on the daily mass readings if you're Catholic, it's whatever it is, get into the word and let God fill you in that way and let him fill your cup first so then you can pour out into the people around you and into whatever he's calling you to do. And that's going to put you in the best place spiritually to confront all the day's daily battles as well. All right, that's number one, always number one. Number two, take care of yourself in the little ways and help your family do the same. So we're going to get into some of these details, but just think about like holistically taking care of yourself, quality sleep, regular exercise, you know, nutrient dense foods, the cornerstones that oftentimes we, they're so simple, but we overlook them, right? Because this is going to boost our mood. It's going to help us manage any either depression or anxiety symptoms. And I know like we're up so much later, we've got so many more, you know, opportunities to have so much more sugar and so many, you know, things packed in our schedules over the last few weeks, probably that these things are often falling to the wayside during the holiday season, even if they're a cornerstone of our normal lifestyle, right? So reestablishing those healthy habits as a regular kind of non-negotiable way to just take care of yourself can be really helpful for just getting back on track emotionally as well. So focus on those anchor habits, those Think about your routines and your rhythm of your day in the early morning when you're first waking up. Are you feeling like you're thrown into your day or are you entering into your day? How can you make it a little bit more peaceful and more grounded in the Lord? Um, And then same thing in the evening time. Just be mindful, especially of those kind of bookends of your day. And I think too, when we have a routine that grounds us in what's most important, that we start off in prayer. um, And and it could be simple. It could be just a, a daily morning offering. It could be reading like one Bible verse and just reflecting, allowing that to just soak into your heart throughout the day. It could be offering up, you know, a morning nursing session that you got woken up earlier than you wanted to. And, and just like allowing that to be a time of prayer. It doesn't have to look like perfect quiet time with your coffee cup and your Bible and you writing in your prayer journal. I know for me, like I love that, but that's not always my reality. And sometimes we just have to be willing to let God into like the messiness of our daily life and to approach that as a form of prayer. And I think many of us can get, we can get really absorbed in like, here's all the things I got to do. And we, we feel like we have to jump right into that right away. Um, so before we get really absorbed in our work or our to-do list or whatever it is, um, even the things around our home, before we, as we, especially as we enter back into our normal work routine our in the new year, before we feel like, okay, we've got to catch up in all these ways that we've fallen behind, whether it's our email inbox, our tasks, whatever, because we took this time off, maybe I want you to pause and I want you to focus on, again, grounding yourself in those ways that you're taking care of yourself and letting the Lord guide your to-do list. So little things, a way to take care of yourself, pause to eat lunch instead of working through it or skipping meals. Like I was, I really wanted to record this podcast episode because I just outlined it for you and I was really excited about it, but I was like, you know what? I have pushed through without eating lunch for probably an hour or two longer than my body wanted me to. And I could tell I was starting to feel that effect. And I was like, okay, let me pause. Let me eat lunch, take care of myself and then come back to this. And of course I would have wanted to record right away. I was excited and, but that was like a little simple way that I just was like, nope, I'm going to take care of this basic need first, you know, before I pour myself back into serving. So those are, those are really simple things. And as mothers, I think we constantly are so used to just 
like operating from this place of depletion, but know that it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's going to help you be a better mom. It's going to help you show up in the ways that you're meant to in your work and whatever else that you are supposed to be doing that God is calling you to. You're going to be much more patient, slower to anger. You're going to, you're going to not feel as irritable. You're not going to be as triggered. You're not going to get as overwhelmed when you are regulated emotionally, when you are taking care of yourself in those little ways because you're, you're not as spiritually vulnerable then and emotionally vulnerable. Okay, number three is be patient and go easy on yourself as you ease back in. So whatever it may be, whether it's work, your normal exercise and nutrition routine, whether it's your New Year's goals and resolutions, whether it's new positive healthy habits you want to adopt in this new year, as you get back into your routine, just take it slow, ease back in. You don't have to go from zero to 100. And same thing goes with your family. You know, allow your family the grace to ease back in too. You know, your kids are probably all out of whack in terms of sleep schedules, in terms of nap times, in terms of meals, all the things. Uh, maybe a lot more sugar than usual, all that stuff, right? And so there's so many factors. Maybe being around extended family even can be stressful for them. And so different kinds of styles of parenting basically that they're around and lots of lots of extra stimulus. And that's the same for us. And so cut yourself some slack in that way and give yourself grace and don't beat yourself up for feeling the way you do but instead give yourself the space and time to find your footing again and something in particular I just really want to mention here is that the new year always brings this like beautiful chance to start anew right it's this um, kind of impetus for change for refreshing for detoxing for all these kinds of things right and so there's this push to set goals to make resolutions to to oftentimes it's this pressure though where we feel this drive to do more to strive for more But I want to give you the permission to look at January 1st as another day and to remember that God's graces are new every single morning. His mercy is new every single morning. We don't have to wait until January 1st to to start a new habit or to like make a change that God is calling us to or anything really. And we can also, in the same vein, take some more time to reflect and to decide what maybe what new goals do I want to set? How do I want to be more intentional with my time? How do I want to steward the gifts that God has given me more? Um, how do I want to, what do I want to focus on in this new year? You don't have to decide all of that by January 1st. And you, you can take the time that you need to reflect and to like be grounded again emotionally and in your identity in him first before you go out and you set those goals and intentions. And the world's going to pressure you all day to like have all that figured out before you get into the new year. But I just want to give you the permission if you need that permission, like I kind of do too, to say it's okay. We, we can wait a little bit longer. We can take that time and space to reflect and to just be with God and to like ask him to shed light on what we really need to focus on, what's working, what's not, on the ways that we need to grow in holiness. And so we can allow space for that, you know, and that way the change and the growth that he's calling us to, the, the interior transformation that he's calling us to, just as much as those like external changes maybe in our life that he's calling us to make, that can be more aligned. It can be more sustainable. And there is so much pressure around the new year and it's hard sometimes to filter out all those voices and all the shoulds and to give ourselves that space to reflect But I want you to think about grounding your goals, your resolutions from a place of knowing your worth is God-given and it's not changing. Because oftentimes we set those goals feeling like we'll only be enough or we'll only be good enough or we'll only be worthy if we meet those goals. And so we're setting the goals from a place of woundedness. That requires pausing and taking it a little slower and sometimes sitting with the Lord and asking him to remind you who you are in his eyes. Instead of diving in headfirst and saying like, okay, I'm not good enough. I got to set all these goals so that I can be good enough. And so if you're feeling the pressure to start off strong, to detox, to go hard, to reset, 
I just want to give you permission to view January 1st as another day (laughs) and set those goals from a place of calm rather than anxiety or hustle. Set those goals or start your work again or start your exercise routine or whatever it may be from a place of resting in your worth rather than working and then finding rest from the place of constant work and constant hustle. We don't have to hustle for our worth. Our worth is inherent. It's God-given. And if you want to set goals in that way, if you want me to help guide you through a process to do that, then I want to invite you to my workshop. That's going to be happening on January 8th, Sunday, January 8th. We are going to be diving deep into goal setting with God at the center. And my friend, this is going to be different from any kind of a goal setting or a New Year's resolution uh, process that you've ever done. And I'm so excited to show you how to do it differently. And to show you how to do it with, again, not the world's way, but do it God's way. And to be able to do it from a place that is fully aligned with, first, who God sees you as, as his beloved daughter. And then moving into, okay, who is he calling you to be and how is he calling you to grow this year? All right. Number four is don't overcommit. (laughs) So as I get into this new year, I want you to be more even more ruthless about saying no about setting boundaries if you are feeling pressure or you know maybe there's a great opportunity or something like that if you feel like you want to pick up another commitment I want you to ask yourself what am I willing to put down what am I willing to say no to in place of that because there's always a trade-off anytime we say yes we're saying no to something else so just get very clear about when you're saying yes to something what am I actually saying no to maybe it's more time with my family maybe it's my mental sanity maybe it's my sleep whatever it is for you 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 just have to be very clear about that so you can weigh that with clear eyes instead of being blindsided by the impact that it's going to have and in the way it's causing you to compromise and sacrifice what's most important to you um, in reality and and maybe it really is a distraction from where God is calling you to focus so on that note lessen the distraction so when it comes to overcommitting, I think something that can overextend us very easily is all the influences that we might not need so feel free to unsubscribe (laughs) feel free to if you feel triggered by either social media or pressure and expectations that creates or maybe you're falling into a lot of comparison to other people maybe it's making you feel like you're not enough or you're not doing enough you're having this fear of missing out reduce your time there don't be afraid to cut down your influences and your inputs as well the things you're taking in social media oftentimes we we go to it because it's like we can mindlessly scroll but I'm telling you friend it's not just mindless because your subconscious even is taking it all in and and then judging yourself for it or you're making judgments about others for it or you're comparing yourself to others or it's making you grow insecure about all the things you're not doing that everybody else is doing or the ways in which everybody else's life is better than yours or their motherhood or their body or their whatever is more perfect than yours their home so just get really get really curious about the impact it might be having on you and don't be afraid to set boundaries there and don't just do it reactively but also be proactive in it and I've taken this entire month off of Instagram and it's been so dang freeing and I want everybody, I want to shout from the rooftops that everybody should do this. I was assessing for myself that I had a unhealthy level of attachment to it. I kept setting these boundaries over the course of this year because I knew that there was not something, there was something that was not right in my relationship with it and I felt God continually calling me into um, more maturity in that relationship and so I would set boundaries but then I would come back to it and I kept feeling this restlessness in my heart about it. And until I really was like, you know what, I'm going to completely break those ties for a certain period of time, then at that point I could basically discern more clearly 
the influence it was having on me, the, the cost that it was, it was um, incurring in my own mental health, in my relationship with myself, in my relationship with my family, everybody, and how it was causing me to be distracted from where God called me to be present. And so I encourage you, if you really want to see that with clear eyes, take a at least a week or two off of it, and you'll be able to, it's like, if we're addicted to a drug, we, we can't really break off of it if we're still under the influence of it, it's going to keep pulling us back in. It's going to keep pulling us back in. We can't really assess like the impact it's having until we sober up. And so same thing with social media. We have to sober up so that we can decide what is a right relationship with it, if any, in my life. And so I just encourage you to think about that. All right. Number five is to ease back into exercise. So I want to get more specific with you here and just give you permission if you need it not to exercise with the intention to burn off all those calories or to compensate for the weight that you may have gained over the Christmas break. So instead, focus, what does your body actually need? And tune into that. And obviously, don't discount the power of movement to help you release stress and tension from your body. Yes, it's beautiful in those capacities, but your intention behind exercise matters. How you're treating yourself matters. Your relationship with fitness matters. And so out of the gate, you don't have to go way harder and push yourself way harder. It needs to be sustainable. So give yourself an on-ramp, easing back into exercise, rather than going from 0 to 100, you know, maybe you haven't been as consistent with your workout routine as you wanted to be, um, and you feel you feel that pressure to get back into it quickly. I want you to start with the movement that you really love. So, what feels life giving to you? What brings you joy? Maybe it's running. Maybe it's lifting. Maybe it's Peloton rides. Maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's playing a sport. Maybe it's running around the park with your kids or playing tag. Maybe it's taking a walk through the neighborhood or a nearby state park or a botanical garden or stretching or yoga or any really anything. What is it for you that brings you life? And start there. And start simple, start smaller and build on that. Just because we're entering a new year or we're after Christmas now, it doesn't mean we have to literally ramp back up to 100%. So give yourself the space and grace to ease back in because honestly, that's probably what your body's going to need more than it needs to be beaten back into submission. You know what I mean? So I just want you to think about that. What does that look like for you? Exercise more because of how it makes you feel and less about how it makes you look or how it's going to make you look. Number six is to bring in other people who can support you. So if you're feeling like you're in a little bit of a funk, if you're feeling a little bit of stress as you enter the new year, whatever you are feeling, share it with your husband or your support system, your friends, ask for what you need so they can support you in that. And I especially am talking about with your spouse. So maybe you need time for yourself. Maybe you need time for prayer and you're like, I really want quiet time, but that feels impossible as a mother. Have you asked for it? So Truly, whatever it is that you need, ask for it first. And maybe it's time to yourself. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's time to go for a run on your own, you know, without feeling like you have to do. I I love working out with my kids, but sometimes you're like, okay, I really just want to be able to focus and do a workout without them hanging on me because I'm always a, a jungle gym as a mother, right? So maybe you want to be able to go to church on your own and for once be able to feel like you get some more out of that like before I jumped into work today I was this is another example of taking it easy taking it slow grounding yourself in prayer first I felt compelled I I drive past our church sometimes going into town to go to the Starbucks where I will sit and do some work and use the wi-fi and I was like you know what I'm gonna stop by the our church and I'm gonna sit outside and I'm going to pray and because it wasn't open at this time so I did that for like 45 minutes or an hour or something. I don't even know how long it was, but I just took that time to be with God and it was beautiful. And so do you need time for that? 
Do you need time to do a workout in peace? Do you need time for focused work for your for your business or to catch up a little bit on your to-do list where you don't feel like your attention has to be pulled between your kids and your work? Ask for it. Ask for what you need. And you don't have to feel guilty about that. You don't have to be, feel guilty about needing help or needing some support. And I can bet you that it's going to help you be much better able to pour into either the people who matter most to you or your work or whatever it is when you are receiving that support than without it. There's no trophy for doing it all all by yourself. And I think we just have to keep keep reminding ourselves that as mothers especially. All right, number seven is nutrition. Drink plenty of water. Enjoy food and those recipes that are both healthy and delicious at the same time. I think this is a great time where, you know, maybe we're still off from work for a few more days. So what are some of those healthy recipes that you've been dying to try? Or maybe it's you have some favorites that are your go-tos. Start there. Or maybe ease back into your meal planning or prepping routine. If you need some help with this, go listen to my episode on meal planning and prep. I give you a ton of hacks and all my top hacks for getting healthy meals on the table quickly, having much less time and energy that, you know, we have to spend to be able to eat healthy. So go listen to that if you haven't already. It's one of my top downloaded episodes. And I know that those are, those have been life-changing for me and for my family. Episode 26. Number eight is sleep. So we may not be able to control all of our sleep because of either, you know, maybe it's kids waking up a million times a night. Maybe it's our schedules during the holiday season maybe it's new year's and we're probably going to stay up until you know all the way through new year's eve until the new year's day but those times those things that we can control looking at our sleep hygiene our routine our evening routine you know our use of technology before bed our you know is our bedroom a restful environment for us or is it like super cluttered with laundry all over the place i know this is something i'm really working on so what are those things that help us to you know, either to kind of clean up our, you know, rhythm so that we can enter into more restful sleep when we do get to sleep. (laughs) Um, And also to, you know, what are those things maybe that are causing insomnia or weighing on us um, and making us feel, you know, like we, we have to stay up either dealing with anxiety or with our to-do list constantly swimming around in our head. So what are those things that we can focus on to help us get more restful sleep? And those are things that I want you to think about as we enter this new year and as we kind of recover maybe from the holidays as well. Number nine is to focus on mind-body connection. And specifically here, I want you to think about mindset and nervous system regulation. So let me get into what I mean here. So first, we are called as Christian women to renew our mind. And what this means is that we are called to take our thoughts captive in obedience to Christ. And so we're my friend, are you spiraling? What negative thoughts are ruminating for you? Where do you feel stuck in your mindset? Where are you beating yourself up? Where are you falling into a lot of guilt and shame? Where are you swimming in fear, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, feeling inadequate? Let's get you unstuck. If you are experiencing any of those things, and every single one of us does, these are human emotions, and oftentimes our brain is trying to protect us in certain ways, but there are so, so many things that we don't even realize our mindset is holding us back in, and our our subconscious thought patterns are really keeping us stuck and so I want to help empower you with a mindset to actually support you and to to just be a sounding board to shed light on be like a mirror to hold hold you know in front of you so you can see reflect back your thoughts that are going on in your mind so that you can build that mindset that's actually going to support you rather than working against you so I'm here to help you get unstuck 
And it's so much easier when we do this in community because oftentimes we don't even realize the way that we are holding ourselves back or beating ourselves up or keeping ourselves stuck or whatever it is. And those lies that we're believing from the enemy because this really is a spiritual battle as well. Our minds are spiritual battlegrounds. It's not just about positive thinking. It's much more integrated than that. It's a, our body carries so much as well. It holds on to a lot of narratives and stories and old beliefs and our minds have all of this wiring that's subconsciously ingrained. And it's really oftentimes it's this form of self-protection because Maybe it has helped us survive and even thrive or to perform in certain environments in our life, but it doesn't always serve us in other capacities. It may not, you know, maybe what's helped us to survive as a woman in a male-dominated environment like the military or in competitive sports is not what's going to help us thrive in motherhood. And I know for me, that's been a big one of letting, breaking down those walls of competitiveness of, um, you know, even just the like hard charging part of my personality that I've had to like soften as a mother so I can be the mom that I want to be for my kids. So whatever it is for you, I I can help you to understand what are those things that just just shed light on what are those things that are not serving you so you can let go of those layers that are holding you back from the peace and the joy that the Lord desires for you in your vocation, in your motherhood, in your marriage, as well as in your work. So this is something that Again, we can, we can look at these things without judgment, but with more self-compassion, with curiosity. And instead of being overly critical about it or just like trying to like push ourselves into positive thinking, we can really understand like what are the bridge, bridges we need to build for us to move into a place of greater self-compassion. Really grounding ourselves in our self-worth and our identity in the Lord and who he says that we are instead of who the world says that we are. So, so many things there that are related to, all related to renewing our mind and taking our thoughts captive in obedience to Christ and making sure that what we are, the words that we are speaking to ourselves that are being made flesh because that's, that's what happens. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the same thing with the words we tell ourselves and the words we even say in our mind about other people and about life and all these things, it becomes flesh. It becomes a reality in our life. And so that's, that's oftentimes what's happening beneath the surface and we don't even realize it. And so I'm here to help support you in that. So I would love to, if this, if this is something that's resonating with you, if you are like, I'm stuck in any of these thought patterns and I want to get unstuck, I want to have some more tools and be empowered to understand how I can build a mindset that's going to actually support me. I want you to schedule a one-on-one session with me. Let's get you unstuck. And the other component to this, the mind-body awareness and the mind-body connection, is regulating our nervous system. So I'm going to give you a couple practical techniques that you can use to regulate your nervous system. And these are the things that I did this morning when I felt like I was in that weird funk. So the first one that you can do is grounding. I want you to think about connecting with nature here. So maybe it's if you're in an environment where you don't really have grass or because it's cold or um, that's not possible for you, then you can focus instead on trees or rocks or earth in some capacity. But I want you to basically place your hands or your feet either on the grass or ground or on rocks or trees. Close your eyes, take some deep breaths, connect with nature in a tangible, physical way. Let your body experience nature in all of its senses. That's the first one. A second one is breathing. I want you to focus on deep breaths and even, you know, whether it's doing a full-on yoga session or whether it's just like one minute of deep breathing, Um, to regulate and to calm your nervous system and adrenaline. Another great one is lying on your back for five to 10 minutes, just flat on your back without any input or stimulation, just taking a few minutes to do that. You know, maybe it's while your baby's sleeping or just asking, again, asking your husband, can I have 10 minutes of quiet time so I can just 
have a few minutes to myself and then I'll come back. Um, like just, just keep it simple, but that is a beautiful one because oftentimes we don't realize we have so much sensory input all the time and we need to rest from that because there's so much overstimulation between our screens and the noise around us and all the things and and even our kids, (laughs) kids are so loud, right? So, um, all that stimulation, we we probably don't even have a moment to ourselves, and it might even feel uncomfortable to be still and to be quiet and to not have any input. So I want you to get used to that discomfort and allow yourself to rest from the input and stimulation. Another good technique is the polyvagal balance technique where this one is where you you sit still for just a couple minutes. You can stare right ahead of you, just straight ahead, but a little bit above eye level and kind of um, notice like either a point on the wall or something like that you can kind of um, gently gaze at. And then I want you to notice and name either to yourself in your head or out loud um, a few things that you see in your peripheral vision in each direction. So start with one side and name like, okay, what are these things that I see in my peripheral vision while I'm still looking directly ahead at that spot right above eye level um, and just notice just be very present with what is in my environment what am I seeing and do that on both sides and then a little bit above you and that's going to help your nervous system kind of re-regulate and balance itself a little bit more and then the last one is a 10 second protocol which is a tool that I learned from my coach um, who learned it from the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety from Dr. Lee Cordell and this is basically a 10 seconds to better emotionally regulate yourself to help your body release stress connect with your senses to feel more relaxed and present and what you do is you take five seconds and you tense up like every part of your body that you can possibly tense up so like as if you were flexing all of your muscles in your entire body you clench your fists like all the way up to even just um, tightening your pelvic floor there's so much tension we hold in every part of our body and we don't even realize it but I want you to tighten everything that you can for five seconds hold it for about five seconds and then release for five seconds like relax as fully as you possibly can and you can repeat that you know three up to maybe three to five times whenever you need to feel more relaxed and grounded but this really helps your body release stress and to to kind of enter the present moment more fully and I love this one I think this is just so helpful and it just it's so easy you don't nobody even has to like realize you're doing it so so those are some nervous system regulation techniques and then just some some thoughts about how important our mindset is Um, but we can regulate our both between our our thoughts our mind and our body and the connection between those two things then the last one number 10 is be in community surround yourself with other people to deeply connect with let yourself be lifted up be supported surround yourself with women on the same journey as you and you know whether it's friendships whether it's Um, collaboration in community whether it's just journeying alongside other women in fellowship especially now that you know a lot of these holiday events are kind of have petered out a little bit we we don't want to necessarily fill ourselves up with a bunch of extra activities but we tend to when we're feeling down when we're tending to feel stressed or overwhelmed or anxious or whatever it is we tend to isolate we self-isolate and we withdraw and so I want you to instead focus on who can I reach out to who can I let in who can I connect deeply with and so this can just provide such a beautiful beautiful boost for you as you enter the new year I want to invite you to my workshop again I want to talk about this for just a couple minutes at the end of this episode But being in community with other like-minded women, sharing the joys and struggles, deep conversation, not just surface-level conversation, we all want to feel seen, to feel heard, and to not feel alone. But so many of us feel alone in so many of our struggles, and we stay stuck there. But we're not meant to do any of this alone, to do life alone. And so I I want to invite you to just start with joining me in this goal-setting New Year's Resolution Workshop. We're going to have some amazing conversation 
it's not going, like I said, it's not going to be like any other goal setting you've ever done. And I want to share with you, you know, what you can expect from this. So if you're coming off of the high of Christmas and all these holiday events, or if you're feeling a little bit drained, but you're also starting to feel the pressure to reset your habits and to kick off this year strong and kind of hit the ground running with all your goals figured out, everything strategically planned, right? Like you're like, okay, I'm ready to write my new year's resolutions. I'm ready to decide on my word of the year that God has for me. I'm ready to set all these goals. That is not so hard to do. But what is really hard to do is setting sustainable goals that God decides for us instead of us doing our own thing, um, actually sticking with and achieving them and doing so really pursuing these goals that we've discerned with the Lord first without compromising what matters most. That's much harder. That's a whole other story. And I know if you're anything like me, you probably have big dreams. You probably are very driven to pursue those goals that are in your heart, whether it's for the impact that you're meant to make, the things that you're meant to get done, you know, who you want to be for your family, all these things. And so if you want to accomplish everything you set out to do, whether it's in your health and fitness, whether it's in your job or your business, whether it's in your family life, your marriage, your work-life balance, any of those things, it's so important that we take this time first to reflect on the past year and then set those goals and resolutions in a way that keeps Christ at the center of our life and allows God to guide our goals and dreams. So join me for this virtual workshop where we're going to walk through a powerful process to clarify where God is leading you so that you can set both those personal and professional goals that truly are God-centered. And so if you're feeling like, you know, it's easy to kind of make resolutions and goals but and make a plan, but it's a whole nother, whole nother thing actually sticking with them. If you have a hard time staying consistent and following through with the things that you set out to do, if you usually have a ton of goals and expectations of yourself, you're high standards of yourself, but you don't know how to prioritize or fit it all in, or life gets crazy and chaotic, or you're in a really demanding season like pregnancy and postpartum, or a busy job, or a military move where things tend to be much harder to stick with, or it tends to be harder to make progress on the things you want to make progress on, or if you are frustrated with yourself for the ways that you may have fallen short of where you hope to be at this time, um, by now, if you're, maybe you're feeling even hesitant to set goals or to commit to those big dreams because you're afraid you either don't have what it takes or you're afraid that you might fail or you might be disappointed in the outcome, I see you. I see you, sister. And this is going to speak to you in each of those ways. It's so easy for us to enter this new year and start off super committed and then fizzle out when it starts to get hard. It's so easy to place so much of our identity and our worth in those goals that we set and feel inadequate or like we're not enough if we're falling short. And it's also really easy to let the world tell us all the things that we should be striving for and to actually get distracted from where God is calling us to focus and where he wants us to prioritize. Even when we set those goals and we have those God-sized dreams, God-led dreams, it's so easy to fall victim to the lies that we have to sacrifice what matters most, our family, our faith, our health and well-being, our, our spiritual life in order to achieve success. But no, we do not have to. And so in this workshop, we're going to be talking about how to ensure our goals, our dreams, our New Year's resolutions, all of it is grounded in the Lord first and foremost in every step of the way. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, then I want you to join us on Sunday, January 8th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time for the workshop. So you can register below in the link um, for, and you'll get the Zoom link. I highly recommend that you come live so you can receive coaching on your specific goals and work through whatever's going to hold you back from them with us in the community. But if you are unable to make this live, if you absolutely can't beyond there for whatever reason, then the recording will be made available if you do register. So go ahead and grab your seat and you're going to be so, so 
built up by the community of women who is going to be there. This is going to be a few of the ladies in my group coaching community who are going to take part in it, um, plus a few others have already signed up, so I'm so excited to welcome you and to just pour into it in this way. We're going to dive deep, and this is just going to be the starting point. It's going to be a beautiful starting point for you as you enter the new year. The reason I'm doing this after the new year begins is because of what I talked to you about in the very beginning of this. Because we sometimes need the space to process, this is how my Christmas went. We need the space to reflect on how our year has been before we can really be grounded enough to set those goals and dreams instead of just doing it from a place of expectation or pressure. And I cannot wait to serve you and to see you there live, see your beautiful face. So I hope this blessed you and I look forward to seeing you there, my friend.